0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff
1: from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Pellett, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there, Crispy. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Good.
1: I have some listener mail. All right, then. This listener mail comes from Jay, and Jay says, Hey, guys, I was listening to the USB versus Firewire episode and thought of a great podcast idea. We'll be the judge of that, Jay. (laughs) You guys should cover the data transfer rates, megabits. Storage capacity, gigabytes, and processor speeds, gigahertz, and naturally all the other variations of those instances. I'm pretty computer savvy, and even I couldn't tell you the differences on the fly, only that bigger is better. I'm sure lots of listeners would appreciate this info. Keep up the great work, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Uh, We're calling this episode Mega, Mega, Mega for (laughs) short, but it's actually megabits, megabytes, and megahertz.
0: All right. Just because
1: it was easy to do that terminology.
0: That it sounds more fun.
1: Yeah. It sounds kind of like, you know, the, the monster truck rallies. Oh yeah. Mega, mega, mega. So, uh, let's start off by talking about bits. Yes. Shall was, we?
0: I, I thought that was a good place to start. Yes. At the beginning. Uh, yeah. And it's to start
1: a, at the very beginning, a very good place to start.
0: So a bit. <laughs> yes. Is, uh, is a very, very tiny chunk of information.
1: Yes. It's a binary digit.
0: Yes. That's what bit is short for. And, uh, Basically, it is a one or zero, or the memory space used to store that one or zero. Right. Um, And uh, you can think of it sort of like a, if you will, a digital atom. It's basically the smallest. I mean, there are pieces that are, are actually technically smaller, I think, than a bit, but... That's so just, the like smallest. There's, just
1: like there are pieces that are smaller than an atom. But I think atom is kind of a basic building block for information. Yes, exactly. And uh and you can also think of them kind of as a switch, as either being on or off, or A or B, or whatever two. One or zero. One or zero. <laughs> that would be one or zero. <laughs> right. But that's the on or off. And, well, and, uh, uh, yeah, binary. And so eight of these bits packaged together have a special name. Steve. No. Oh, that's the guy who runs Apple. Yeah, you're right. No, it's byte. B Y T E. Eight bits make up a byte. So, um, uh, depending on who you talk to, you can find out different reasons for why eight bits are a byte. But in general, it represents the the maximum amount of information that early early computers could send at one time.
0: Yeah, it's really the uh, the smallest amount of information that is readable. Yeah, I mean a bit is readable, but not a a byte actually says something. Like it might say a letter, or it could
1: create a character exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. So that's you know it's big enough to you know have a range of values, and you can use it for you know to represent different things.
1: Okay, so eight bits equals one byte. We got that right. Uh All right. So let's move on. Let's say that you have a kilobyte Uh now. The prefix kilo usually means what? 1,000. Right. So a kilobyte must be 1,000 bytes,
0: right? Um, not exactly.
1: Shut your mouth, Crispy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd like to take uh, eight seconds here, maybe a byte worth of seconds, <laughs> sure. and point out that this is not very metric. If you're no. looking for nice, even tens, you're not going to get it here.
1: It's because the entire world of computer uh, information really is based off of a concept of twos. As in zero and one. So you've got, you know, this whole binary mindset. Same sort of thing here. Um, the, a kilobyte actually represents two to the 10th power number of bytes, which does not equal 1000. It equals 1024. Uh, but because 1024 is awfully close to a thousand. Computer engineers said, Hey, why don't we just call it kilo? That's that's what this number of bytes represents. It's like kilobyte. It's thousand twenty-four bytes. Because that makes sense because computer engineers are sadists.
0: <laughs> you know, there are other people who don't agree with that. Right. Should I take this opportunity to sure. do my verbal sidebar on Please this? Please do. They call them Kibibites, kibi K I B I bytes.
1: Instead of kilobytes because kilo uh-huh. is misleading? Yes. Is that the reason?
0: Yes. I,
1: I had not heard of the kibibyte faction.
0: Yes. They're they're it goes all the way up. Do they do MIBI and Tibbi and, and gibby bytes and yes.
1: I I'm having trouble processing this information.
0: Perhaps you need a faster processor. So Possibly. let's get back on.
1: Okay, so uh so a kilobyte is one thousand twenty four bytes. So right. a megabyte would be one thousand twenty
0: four kilobytes. Right. Technically one million forty eight thousand five hundred seventy six bytes. Oh wow. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh
1: so how many bits would that be? Uh, Did you work that
0: out? No. Ha
1: <laughs> ha eight million three hundred eighty eight thousand six hundred and eight bits. Suck it, Palette. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So mm. you, you remember if you have, if you have anything that's in yeah. byte form, you have to multiply it by eight in order to find out how many bits there are. That'll become important in a little bit. So a little bit, a little bit. Okay. So a gigabyte, uh gigabyte would be, uh, 1024 megabytes or right. <laughs> I don't even No, I'm not even going to go there. I was going to try and say how many bytes it is, but it's a lot. It's a lot of bytes. Yep. Um, and uh, it's over a billion, obviously, because it would have to be, since you're talking about 1,024 times 1,024 times 1,024. Yeah. So that's where the the you know if you're talking about bytes, that's that's the the numbers we're chatting about. That it gets really confusing if you're talking about I have a 120 megabyte hard drive. Uh, does that mean it has 120 million bytes? No, it doesn't, because you have to multiply that
0: 1,024 in there. Plus. Hard drives are never exactly the same size as is advertised on the right. box.
1: Right, that's also another element is that you know you'll you'll get a capacity that's listed on the box, but in yeah. reality there's uh, you're never going to have that exact amount of space available. You could not actually pack as many bytes into it as it says you can.
0: Yeah, I, I love it when you open the the box that says five hundred gigabyte hard drive and you put you know attach it to your computer and it says yes it's four hundred ninety six. Megabytes and you go okay. Where's my other four gigs? Hello. <laughs> what,
1: what I want happened? it back. Someone's, I guess that must have fallen out and then, in the box in yeah. shipping or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's um, a hole in the hard drive and he, they escaped. All my bytes are leaking out. <laughs> Damn it!
0: <laughs> uh, oh,
1: there goes that screenplay. So, um, <laughs> so now let's go on over to to bit megabits as in as in. Uh, uh, what you had a little more about
0: bytes? I, I had a little bit more. Oh, about oh bytes, go, ahead. Or, go ahead. Or a lot bit more, if you will. Yes. All right. Go um, ahead. You know, actually, you go past gigabytes.
1: Yes, that's true. Yes, you can go
0: further. Just because it's it's cool and and you never hear about it, but it's the kind of thing that you will hear about because well, five hundred gigabyte hard now. drive is nothing now. You can yeah, get yeah. a terabyte hard drive for a reasonable price now.
1: Right. Um, producer Tyler was just talking about that's the only kind of drive he'll uh, he'll buy because you know screw those smaller. Drives. he's snooty he is snooty
0: um we love you tyler
1: <laughs> he's 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 snorting at us right now in fact in
0: a snooty uh, way he's gonna spit in our in our uh, audio now yeah. um, <laughs> why anyhow. do you sound like chipmunks <laughs> um <laughs> totally from uh, so you okay so, so terabyte is the next bite or tibby bite if you will yes. um it's the next step up from from gigabytes it's that's 304 1024 304. gigabytes yes. but Uh, You know, this is where they start to become vague because people just don't talk about these things. Next, peta? Petabytes. Yes. yes, Or petabytes or pibibytes. Right. And then. Uh, you lost me. Yada bites.
1: Yada. That's right. Yada, yada, yada.
0: Yes. Y-O-T-T-A bytes. Yes. And if you really want to know, yada bites are two to the 80th power bytes or one million trillion megabytes, which is, uh, in my terms, a lot. Yeah. My wife picks on me because she asked me what kind of dog we just saw and I go, yeah, it's medium. Right. So, you know, in my, in my terms, that is a lot. That's a lot of bytes.
1: Okay. So, so, that <laughs> so covers, that's what I have for bytes. That covers the bytes. So when we're talking about bytes, we're really talking about, you know, either storage space or file size, that kind of thing. We're talking about, you know, right. space. Mm-hmm.
0: So it is the final frontier. If all. we're
1: talking about megabits or even gigabits or whatever, you're talking more about uh, transfer speed, data transfer speed. Yes. So, uh, like, a, uh, let's say that you have an internet connection and it's a five megabit per second connection. Okay. So that means you can get, in one second, you can transfer five megabits worth of information. Now, this is megabits, not megabytes.
0: So it's 1,024 bits. No. No? No. <laughs> megabits, it's five megabits would be five million bits. Five million bits. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe I had that so, so terribly terribly wrong. A kilobit, 5 yes,
1: kilobits can. would be 5,000 bits. Okay. But you don't do the 24, the 1024. You're not talking about bytes, you're just talking about bits. So now the mega means what it normally means.
0: See, I was trying to go metric there.
1: That that's the thing is that it gets it confusing, right? Cuz megabyte, the megabyte you have to multiply the 1024 times the kilobytes or, or you know, but megabit is totally different. So 5 million uh, that means you could do 5 million bits in a second. Um, and then you, you start to think, okay, well, what does this mean in practical terms? Like if I wanted to download a, a large file, uh, how long would it take me using that speed? And of course we're just using five megabits as a, an example. That's not too uncommon, I guess, in cable, uh, connections.
0: In cable connections, no, but assuming, in other that, connections, yes. assuming
1: that you are getting the advertised, download speed, which very much like hard drive capacity is very rarely what they claim it to be. Yes. But let's say you're getting a five megabits down connection. So you're able to download at five megabits per second. Right. Uh, And let's say that you want to download a file that's 120 megabytes in size. Now, how would you figure out how long that's going to take you to download besides the fact of just hitting download and watching?
0: Um Because that's how I do
1: it. Yeah, that's how any normal human Five being minutes, would do it. Five minutes,
0: 24 seconds.
1: That's, that's how any 23 – Twenty-three,
0: twenty-six, seven minutes. So Wait, why is it going on, up?
1: Moving on. <laughs> Let me get this back under control. Pi. Um <laughs>
0: So – What so does you... pi have to do with it? Do you <laughs> multiply that by the radius, of the bandwidth? Yes, exactly.
1: So 120 megabytes – First, you have to figure out, all right, well, how many bytes is 120 megabytes? Right. So remember, a megabyte is 1,048,576 bytes. Okay. So you multiply that by 120, and you come up with 125,829,120 bytes. Now you need to figure out how many bits that is. So how many bits to a byte? Eight. So that means you have to multiply 125,829,120 bytes times eight which comes out to 1,006,632,960 bits. Okay, so you have a 5 megabit per second connection. That means you download at 5 million bits per second. So you divide the 1,006,632,960 bits by 5 million, and you come up with 201.3 with some other numbers that I dropped off. That's how many seconds it takes to download a 120 megabyte file with a five megabit per second connection, 201 seconds or 3.36 minutes. So just under three and a half minutes,
0: your mileage may vary. Some restrictions apply,
1: but that's if you ever wanted to figure it out,
0: that's that's how how you do do it. it.
1: Now, if it's a gigabyte, well, that just means you got to multiply by bigger numbers.
0: (laughs) Going to need a bigger calculator.
1: Yeah. So, Remember, megabytes, we're talking about file sizes, hard drive space, we're talking about space. Megabits, we're talking about speed. So uh, megahertz, it's speed but of a different variety.
0: Yep. And
1: again, megahertz, that's just the term we picked. But, I mean, processors now are out in the gigahertz range. So we're really – megahertz is a throwback to old school really at this point.
0: Yeah. But- well, it depends on what you're talking about. Right, I guess it does. Yeah, because there are some processors, in you know, all kinds of things.
1: That's true. Actually,
0: there are processors in virtually everything now. That's true. And but some it, of them don't require gigahertz.
1: In your, in your, average computer that you would purchase today, we're talking oh, yeah. about the gigahertz. Range. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. So now we're talking about cycles. Okay. All right. So a clock computer, cycles. Uh, yes, clock cycles, clock ticks, or clock cycles. Now. This can be a little tricky to get your mind around if you're, if you're not familiar with the way computers work, but a cycle is a very, is the basic unit of computational time. Mm -hmm. All right. And it's, uh, essentially how much time it takes to perform a single instruction. And you can have multiple cycles per second. Um, so it's really, you're talking, it's talking about how long it takes you to do a certain task to Mm -hmm. perform a very basic instruction. Um, it doesn't, and so it's variable a cycle's not like you can't say a cycle is 1 1000th one of a second or something like that because depending on the speed of your of your processor uh you can fit in more in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it's a variable time thing.
0: Plus you can also fool your computer into doing yeah, you,
1: more. You can overclock, but we'll get into that. So we're talking about hertz. Hertz is the Cycle per second. So mm-hmm. one hertz would be one cycle per second, which would be a monumentally slow computer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're talking about megahertz, you're talking about millions of cycles per second. Right. So your your processor is able to perform uh, m- millions of sets of instructions per second uh, that passes. Um, some commands require several cycles to complete. It's not necessarily a one, it's not one command per cycle. Uh, that's not the way it necessarily breaks out. But in general, the, the more megahertz or gigahertz your processor has, the more, uh, information it can, it can process, uh, within a second. Mm -hmm. Now that's only half of the equation. Because if your computer processor is able to, to, uh, handle all these instructions, that's great, but it also has to pull data to perform instructions upon. Mm-hmm. Now, in that case, it needs to have a pretty wide, uh, essentially like a data avenue. It's got to be able to pull in a, as enough data because the way I think of it is that imagine that you are capable of, say, uh, wrapping a box. Um, you could you could do maybe five a minute, let's mm-hmm. say. Okay. All right. So you're standing at a conveyor belt. Would be belt. a very
0: fast wrapper. Yes. Seriously. Okay.
1: But it's a little little box. Okay, all you're doing is twisting a little thing. You can do five a minute,
0: okay, I got it.
1: But the conveyor belt that you're working on is only spitting out boxes like you know one a minute, so you're able to do five a minute, but you're only getting one box right so you're you're you've got all this power that's going to waste right. same thing would happen if you had a a processor that had a monumentally high gigahertz capacity but you didn't have a very wide avenue for data to get in uh it would have be able to perform lots and lots of instructions but it wouldn't have enough information to really be a great processor mm-hmm. so you got to have that second half in there which is really going back to the whole megabits gigabits thing
0: mm-hmm. how
1: much data can you pull through transfer into the processor so that you can run these instructions that, that it's capable of doing so when we're talking about the megahertz or gigahertz or whatever, we're talking about the speed at which your microprocessor can perform calculations. Right. And the microprocessor could be a CPU. It could be a graphics processing unit. There are a lot of different things. And of course, it doesn't even have to be in a computer, as you were pointing out.
0: True, true. And then there's another measurement of computing power
1: What would that, that be? I just
0: thought of. And I, I looked up to make sure I could actually talk about it. Like OK. Flops. Ah, Yes. Which is short for floating point operations.
1: Also, ex- it describes some actors I know.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true, which would explain the flop sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, but,
1: but it was a floating point operation.
0: <laughs> a floating point operation is basically a, a mathematical uh, calculation and operation. Gotcha. Um, that, that a processor can run, and uh, you know, you hear people talk in this; it's, they're using the same uh, the same prefixes: mega, giga. Uh, Terra, PETA. Sure. Um, and, uh, basically a megaflop is, uh, according to whatis.com, a million floating point operations per second. Um, so that's, you know, a fair number of, of operations. Yeah, certainly more than I can do per second.
1: It's definitely tiny compared to, uh, what you see supercomputers capable of doing since those are all in the PETA or higher range. Um, we're talking about operations, you know, Really complex operations that are designed for things like, uh, like CERN's uh, mm-hmm. Large Hadron Collider. If it ever goes online, it's going to need those kind of computers to to process the data that comes out of those experiments.
0: Yeah, because those uh, can churn out quite a bit of information in a very short time.
1: Right, but if you need it to, you know, you don't need necessarily a computer that has that capability if you want to run Doom. Right. Because I can run Doom on my Android phone. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have the petaflop ability.
0: You. Mm. Not at all.
1: Well, uh I think that's a good roundup of bits, bytes, hurts. I mean I hurt all my <laughs> all my bits and bytes are hurting right now. Yeah. So uh yeah, hopefully that clears that up for anyone who was unfamiliar with those terms or
0: including yeah. me apparently.
1: Well, I, there there are points where I mean I fall victim to it all the time when I'm thinking, uh oh, five megabits per second. Uh, that means it's going to take me blah, blah, blah to download this file. And then I re- remember, oh, wait, no, that's bits, not bytes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have, you have a whole, you have to, <laughs> ah, I forgot to multiply by eight. Um, and then of course, if you forget the whole 1024 thing, that means that you're not really thinking accurately about the size of a file. And it just gets really kind of, uh, complicated if you are not of the computer science world. Right. And since I'm of the liberal art, arts world, yeah I get confused pretty quickly. Yeah. but uh I guess uh, does that do you have anything to add? I, I don't. Well, then I suppose that brings us to a listener mail. Mm. And this listener mail comes from Josh. Hey guys, I was just wondering if Linux has a vulnerability to viruses. I know that one of the reasons Mac is mostly virus-free is because there is a much smaller population, relatively speaking, of Mac OS users. Does this mean that Linux users also do not need to fear viral attacks? From a loyal listener, Josh. Uh, Josh, uh, yeah, we're talking about the whole security through obscurity concept here. About, yeah. You know, if you're... If, if not a lot of people are using it, then there's not a big target and therefore there, it's not worth writing any, uh, any kind of malicious software for people who use that just because you're not going to hit that many people. Uh, no, no, Linux is not automatically immune to viruses. Um, in fact, uh, the day that we we're recording this podcast, there was a critical vulnerability found in the Linux kernel dating back several years, uh, which has since been patched. But the, uh, you know, that's the thing is that any kind of software, there are chances for vulnerabilities to exist. And if a vulnerability exists, you can bet someone out there is trying to figure out a way to exploit it. Um, now, does this mean that Linux users are likely to encounter a virus? Probably not, but that doesn't mean that they can just um, assume that they are, you know, untouchable.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, um, I booted up my Linux system yesterday, and it was uh, offering me some patches for critical updates. Um, so you can bet that the Linux community is already on top of it. Um, you know, as soon as they figure out that there's something going on, um, the thing is. It you, you know, security through obscurity, there are so many fewer people using the Linux operating system than there are Windows that, you know, people are it's sort of like other criminals. I mean, uh, basically, uh, somebody who's looking to mug somebody for their wallet isn't going to hang out, you know, in a place where no one is. They're not going to hang out in the middle of a pasture because, you know, unless they want to mug a cow.
1: See, this explains why my misspent youth wasn't that misspent.
0: Exactly. But you were there, hanging out in a pasture waiting there, for somebody to come by to rob. There
1: are a lot of cows who want to have some words with me. Though. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Uh, you know.
1: Actually, that's not true. I grew up in chicken country. <laughs> anyway.
0: What? Oh, this is great. What? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a case of, I mean, just because you use, you know, any particular operating system or other programs. I mean, there, there have been some things going on for um, Adobe Acrobat in the not too distant past, Mm -hmm. um, where, or, you know, some of the web browsers. Sure. And those things are cross-platform vulnerabilities. Um, so, you know, you just need to make sure that you keep everything patched up and, and, you know, an eye on what's going on Mm -hmm. just to make sure that you are, uh, um, you know, keeping yourself safe. And it's always good to practice, uh, safe interneting skills. Sure. Watching where you're getting, watching with which links you click on and, Uh, you know, keeping an eye out for phishing. You know, phishing doesn't require an operating system. That's true. Um, and that is certainly a vulnerability. So.
1: Well, thanks a lot for writing in, Josh. Hope that answered your question. If any of you have any questions you'd like to ask us, you can write us. Our email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And of course, we've got tons of articles on the site all about computers and processing and all that sort of fun stuff. That's at howstuffworks.com. Crispy and I will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?